Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. Well, greetings from the the head office of Heaven and Business. I'm sitting in New Hope, Pennsylvania, in my office, looking out. It's the end of the day, and it's been a good day. It's been a really good day. Some great conversations with people from Australia to New Zealand. We're planning an executive retreat there, so that's pretty exciting. But I want to talk with you today about how I am taking what I'm hearing from God and turn that into business strategy. Does God have ideas to make your business grow better? Absolutely. Uh, does it guarantee you make more money? Absolutely not. <laughs> I've learned that. But it is a journey to grow and get better and more effective. And one of the benefits is, or maybe, more prosperity financially, emotionally, spiritually. It's in every way. So a holistic approach to that. So what am I doing and and what am I doing differently? And what am I hearing God? So uh, if you haven't done so already, there's a couple of episodes that I alluded to some of this. One was how I'm reading the Bible right now. That was episode I believe 156. Uh, you can go back and, and read that and you'll get some background. And the second one is 158, uh, which is how to know and protect your priorities. So let's just walk through this and how I'm navigating this and applying that to business. As a result, getting more refined, clearer business strategy, making it easier to cut through what I call noise, whatever you look around you, it's it's messy, it's noisy, there's so many distractions. Uh, what I'm doing and hearing God is giving me fine focus and it makes it really practical and gives confidence, which I'm going to unpack for you in a moment. But before we kind of dive further, I just want to quote one of my heroes, and, and this is going to make sense in a moment. His name is William Tennant. He's the founder of the first Presbyterian Theological Seminary in North America in 1727. That's probably a couple of years before you were born. And he died 1746. It was called the Log College, which was actually a derogatory term by other institutions because it was literally 20 foot by 20 foot humble wood house and profound the impact on America. Uh, and like integral and key people that were leaders in the Great Awakening. But the fascinating thing is he never got to fully see the fruit of all that he did. He was faithful to not change the name, the lane, the focus, the direction. He stayed on point because he knew this is what he's called for and this is what he's doing. And, and then the book, uh, The Vision That Changed a Nation, the story of the Log College by John Hansen. You can read about this. There's a quote on his tombstone, I believe, and it says this, he built better than he knew. So as we're putting together this and understanding and listening to the voice of God, applying it to business strategy, I want you to be aware of that is perfection is not the object. A process of improvement is leading from a little bit to a little bit to a little bit more understanding and then applying that to my life. But in the middle of it, I'm getting to walk with God, which is the greatest privilege of humanity. So what's my process? Well, firstly, as I've mentioned in that episode 156, how I'm reading the Bible right now, I've been reading through the book of Titus. Titus 1.5 is a key verse for my life, which is to set in order what is lacking and appoint leaders in every place. Or actually, 
leaders of ecclesia. So if you want to know more about ecclesia, check out Ed Silvoso's book by that title, Ecclesia, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. Brilliant in terms of influencing cities and what we called to do. So as I've been reading this, I literally took it, I stripped out the verse numbers and the titles and broke it down and literally read it like a letter. And I've been reading it almost every day for the last few weeks. And as I do that, there's a bigger and clearer picture that stands out to me. What I've been focusing on is one little verse. And I realize, it's Andy, it's not one little verse. It's the entire book. And it's causing me to refine my focus for the strategy of my business, which is heaven and business. So what I'm going to do is is walk you through the different components of Vision Purpose Mission, the strategies, uh, what that is doing for me, and how I'm implementing that in my daily work. So firstly, the vision for heaven and business is to connect and catalyze one million business people partnering with God at work and engaged in the well-being of the cities that they serve. That vision is unchanged. That's been in like for over a decade now. That unchanged. The purpose, you know, why we do that, uh, it's really enhanced that. Uh, I've always had because work is the primary place we forge our friendship with God. That, that's just so integral to what we do. Uh, it's our work. God placed Adam in the garden to work. And he walked with him in the cool of the garden. In his work, work is worship. It's your service. And so engaging with God in and through that that's what forges my friendship with God because it's the what do you do when you don't know what to do? When, uh, what do I do when I've got bills to pay and strategy to implement and uh, IRS to serve? That's the tax department if you're not in the States. It, like, how do I navigate all those things? That's where I find a connection of walking with Jesus that is out of this world and entirely of this world. It's beautiful. So, number one is. I do want to do because work's the place I get to forge my friendship with God. It's also because I want to experience more of heaven on earth. That's what Jesus said. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So heaven on earth is the mandate. And so I want to see that. But my lane is business people. It's the workplace. And also because this is what was enhanced, Titus 1.1, because I'm sent to further the faith of God's chosen ones and lead them to the full knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. So it enhanced my why, reading the book of Titus. Uh, And thirdly, my mission is is that's the unique focus of how we're going about what we're doing. This got reinforced by reading Titus. It's the unique approach or focus. We focus on the few who influence the many. That, That was already in place. We intentionally aim to serve business leaders who are called to influence their city or region. So why is that? Well, reading through Titus again and again and again, it's I had to go back to the context. The context of the book of Titus was written from Paul to Titus, and it said, I have stationed you on the island of Crete to set in order what is lacking and appoint leaders or uh, elders or ecclesia, leaders of the church in every city. So what is that? Well, firstly, Crete was the island from which they said the Philistines came from. Uh, In the book of Titus, their own people called them Cretans. They're evil brutes. 
gluttons and liars. If you read about it in this history, it talks and describes the population harbored pirates. They were, it's a mountainous country. It's rough, crazy rough. Uh, so you can imagine harboring pirates, trafficking, uh, alcohol, prostitution, debauchery. It was crazy. That was the context in which Titus was sent and told to find, build, develop, train, disciple, mentor leaders in every community, in every city. So the unique focus of what I'm doing is actually being reinforced. This is what I'm born for, is to find leaders in every city, in every community, to train them, equip them, deploy them, ensure they stay strong over time. And that's what is unique about what I get to do in terms of the business model. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. So how has reading the book of of Titus changed my business strategy? Uh, Number one, it's removed doubt. Uh, Check out the first verse. You see, Paul repeats himself. Paul, chosen by God. Uh, I'm preaching the gospel at the command of the Lord. I've been reading back through the first verse of Romans, of Corinthians, of Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Carry on and you see... Paul, chosen by God. Paul, appointed by God. Paul, at the command of God. Paul, not appointed by man. Let any man take credit for what we're doing. Appointed by God. So as I've read that again and again and again, it's like it's hitting me between the eyeballs. Andy, it wasn't a missionary, a Christian, a pastor. It was God himself who appointed you to do this. So it removes doubt and the questions of, is it okay to do this? I mean, I'm having so much fun. I feel like I was born for this, but there, there, isn't, there isn't a spiritual leader that has come to me and said, I am sending you to this location to do this. No, it's actually God has himself. So for you, if you're working in sales, in IT, in construction, in property management, whatever it is, Go back, God, is this what you've commissioned me to do? You've appointed me to do this? You mean I don't have to wait until some pastor calls me up and commissions? No, appointed by God. And what I get to do is validate and affirm that and help you recognize that and know that you've got to grow in the favor of God and with favor with man. But actually hearing God removes doubt. That's number one. Number two, it's refining focus. And I I alluded this to already in that that mission, but even more so, it's heightened what we are focusing on. Who am I aiming at? I'm not aiming at serving everybody. I'm aiming at serving business people who love God and love business. So I want to build excellent business, the fullness of a friendship with God, and a calling to shape the value of cities and nations. Those three criteria helps me refine who I am aiming at. Now, I will teach and minister to anybody. I have products and services that people can just grab off the shelf. But the disciples, the 80% of my time wants to be focused at this kind of customer. Who is my customer? Reading the book of Titus helped me refine that. Uh, number three, it raised my conviction. I, I, I don't know if you can hear this in my voice, but it's actually, it's commanded by God. It's the mandate. It's, I have sent you 
to do this. Uh, speak this, do this as I have commanded you. It's not just like, hey, you want to do this? Like, do whatever feels right to you. Not at all. I have a conviction that this is what God has sent and called and stationed us to do. And which means that when it gets tough and difficult and, and money's tight or uh, you're perplexed with a situation that you're trying to serve people in, or this conflict, whatever it is, when I have a strong conviction, that's what holds me in place when it's rough. And it's so, so valuable. And number four, it's reinforced key actions. As I read through the letter to Titus, when I cross off the, letter, the word Titus and I put letter to Andy, from Paul, God's willing slave and apostle of Jesus, the anointed one, to Andy, I'm writing to you to further the faith of God's chosen ones and to lead them to the full knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. He carries on and again and again and again, there's these key words, raise up and appoint. Uh, they, you need to correct them thoroughly. I'm scrolling over the page as I talk to you because I've literally gone through and highlighted these things. Your duty Teach them, lead them, urge them, likewise, lead them, uh, enable them, uh, likewise, guide them. Uh, above all, set yourself apart and model the life nobly lived. Bring a clear, wholesome message. You marketers, this is a good mandate for you. A clear message, a wholesome message. It doesn't manipulate or control, but empowers. It carries on. There's a whole heap of things, but what's, what's the point? It's reinforced key actions of how I go about what I do. Teach, train, guide, mentor, show, correct, adjust. All of those words actually reinforces the strategy of what I'm doing. Is the Bible good for business today? Man, you'd be stupid not to be in it. It's full of instruction. Not only that, its word is alive and active and shapes me and keeps me on track. So I can take these things, my vision, my purpose, my objectives is twofold. One, I don't ignore the crowd. I teach and minister to the crowd because that's what Jesus did. And so what we've got is a series of products and services that can be one to many. There's a podcast that you are listening to right now. I'm not spending hours one-on-one with you, but I get to minister to you for free through a podcast. Now you get to do something with it. Uh, There's books that are low cost or free. There's testimonies that we're posting every single day that are feeding people on social media. YouTube, I've just employed somebody to take clips of our videos and content and put them into one, two minute bites and put them onto YouTube and LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, so that it's actually teaching and ministering to the crowd. That's one objective is the, the, the kind of the mass uh, market, the crowd, the many people. I can still do that, but that's not what I want to spend most of my time doing. So I've got this process of the crowd. There's those aspects I mentioned, YouTube, LinkedIn, a podcast. Uh, We're developing a new course that people can access. Then there's a conference that we do annually with a couple of hundred people. But then the further we go down this funnel, if you're in sales, you understand a funnel. 
wide end at the top through to what my core target customer is. And so we've got these conferences, and then we've got workshops that are going, there's, there's some coming up all over the place. Then I've got executive retreats. So a, a workshop might be 50 to 100 people. A conference, 200 people. That's a crowd. But each step, it's getting smaller groups of people, more interactive, more application. So teach, minister the crowd, train and activate the disciples or the few. So adventure retreats, uh, where we just had 20 people in Alaska fishing, hiking, climbing up mountains, stretching yourself, and talking about leadership and Jesus. We do executive retreats. We've got a two-day one coming up in another country. We've got a three-day one coming up in Redding, California. Uh, we've got another one coming up with women that Emma Sharma is leading with Swallowtail Group. All of that is smaller groups of people. We're talking 20, 25 at the max, where there's a lot more individual focused time, much greater level of transformation that's taking place in people's lives through to individual and groups that we're walking with. That is the gold. That is where we're seeing lives truly transformed and applied over time. Why am I doing that? Because objective one, Teach, minister the crowd. Objective number two, train and activate the few. And the strategies, so that's the objective, then the strategies under that. One-on-one, coaching and advising. One-on-five, mastermind group. Uh, One-on-twenty, adventure retreat, executive retreat. That's my strategies underneath the objective of teach or train and activate the few. Are you catching this? But ultimately, what I'm leading to is that those people at that end of the funnel, I'm training them, I'm discipling them so that, come back to that purpose, that mission, what am I doing? I'm furthering the faith of God's chosen ones and leading them to the full knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. What am I doing? I'm setting in order and completing what was left unfinished, that's Titus 1.5, and raising up and appointing ecclesia leaders in the marketplace in every city. So what I'm seeing happen and what's being refined and strengthened is the focus on these people that are then saying, hey, Andy, I want to do a workshop in my city. Hey, Andy, I want to do a retreat in this location. Hey, I feel called now. Now that my business is up and going, now that my marriage is back thriving, now that my kids are healthy and whole, I'm starting to look at what can I do to bring kingdom reformation, kingdom transformation to my realm, to my city, perhaps to my industry. Those conversations are exciting. So I've given you a bit of an understanding of how I'm applying that to my business strategy. But what does that look like on a daily basis? So what I've done is I've gone back into my calendar and there's an exercise that we gave you in the podcast that was 158, which was how to know and protect your priorities. And it's called the ideal schedule. So what I've done is I've gone back through my schedule and with my customers and I've put all of my customer client meetings in the second and in the fourth week of the month so I can group those together, which frees me up for the first week, 
and the third week of every month to be free for travel, for workshops, for masterminds, for retreats in other locations. So it's strategize that. That's kind of big picture on a monthly basis, and that's freed me up immensely. It means that I'm heading up to a particular city uh, tomorrow, uh, sorry, next week with my wife. It means that when we stop into that city, there's two other clients 45 minutes away. I can stop by them, meet with them, talk with them, connect with them, have a visit, see them in their business as we're on our way to another place. Does that remind you of anything? I read back through the scriptures, through the letters to Timothy, to Titus, Thessalonians. When I was with you, you saw my life. Uh, there's something about, it's wonderful to have these conversations virtually, but when I'm with you, you get to see me in person. You get to see me at a table. You get to see how I interact with staff and employees. There's a whole other dimension of that, which is just beautiful. So what does that look like? That's the big picture. What does it look like on a daily basis? So I've mapped out my calendar for the month on a rough basis. It Just so you know, it's never perfect. It's messy. There's adjustments that are always taking place. But I get the, the big rocks, the main things in place. And then what I'm doing is I'm blocking out time in my week. So if I turn right now and I'm looking at my schedule, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm using Microsoft Outlook, and I literally have colored blocks of time. So I categorize, I categorize my events, and they're literally, okay, that's my appointments, and the green is admin, yellow is city reach, uh, purple is events, uh, orange is family and personal, because I've got to put that in and protect that, otherwise I'll just get distracted by so many other things. Uh, dark blue is individual clients, and light blue is masterminds. So I can protect those things in place. And then I can look across, and I've put other things in place to protect that. There's particular people that I'm praying for at the moment. I put that in my calendar so that it reminds me every day. Why? Because I can just get so focused and narrow-minded or narrow-focused. It's a strength and a weakness. And so that helps me keep that focus that I can do. So I'm looking ahead and I can see that these are blocked out over time. And then individual appointments taking place to protect that which is most important. Finally, the thing that this process has done is help me identify two areas in which we need to resource or skill for us to grow. And that's one of them. We've actually taken the initiative. It's happening. We've just employed someone once a, uh, through the month to actually take those videos, as I mentioned, and turn them into bite-sized chunks to actually feed the crowd. That's starting to happen right now. You can jump onto, please jump onto YouTube, Heaven and Business, subscribe and share those. There's a bunch of little things in there that's entirely free that will minister, teach the crowd. So we've done that. Another one is looking to employ somebody that can be our story writer, that are taking the stories that you are sending to us, the testimonies of what God is doing in the workplace there was a manufacturer who did, was doing this. There was a doctor that heard God, and this is what happened. There is a, an architect that heard God. Those stories, so that I can repeat the story. Why am I investing in that? Because that will teach and minister to the crowd. But what it does is come back to this. Further the faith of God's chosen ones. How do you get faith? Get it by hearing. 
not just by hearing, but by applying what you hear. But if you don't hear it, you never know that there's any difference. I don't know what I don't know until I experience something different. When I invest in the story, I'm setting up a new normal for you. Did you hear the story about this guy? And so I'm looking for that. And then there's a third area that I was thinking about and I've completely forgotten, which is why I must write these things down and I'm implementing it day by day by day. So that is how I am taking what I'm hearing from God and applying it to business strategy. I trust this is a value for you. Uh, please don't hesitate. Jump on to heavenandbusiness.com. You can find out more of what we're doing. Uh, the membership community, which I didn't even mention. Jump on that because you can meet with us every single week. We have a prayer call. It's actually 30 minutes of stories of what God's doing all around the world. That's interactive. And then 30 minutes of what we're hearing God and praying through that. You know what this is really about? It's about teaching, training, and activating people to partner with God at work and engage in the well-being of the city. Again and again and again, that thread goes through every aspect, every piece of what we're doing in business. And I know that you can do the same. So I bless you. Have a wonderful week. I pray that history would say that you built better than you knew and that history would record you as a friend of God.